everyone. How's it going? Hope everyone is doing well today. This is Coach Cookie, your life and relationship coach. If this is your first time listening in, thank you so much for joining me today. If you like what you hear, please give the podcast a like, comment, and don't forget to share with family and friends. To my regular listeners out there, welcome back. And I want you to know that you're greatly appreciated. Here at Rising Higher, I'm going to give you some snippets for success to not only help you to survive, but to help you thrive. Now, today's episode, I want to give some tips regarding how to love yourself. But before we do that, let's talk about the topic from last week's episode titled, How to Heal from Codependency. Now, in this episode, we took a short inventory to determine if we were codependent and then learn how to identify the source of the problem. A lot of times when a person is codependent, they are usually in denial, so they're not able to accept responsibility for their own feelings and behaviors. If you're not accepting of your role in the problem, then you're not prepared to heal from codependency. However, if you think you're ready to heal from codependency, then I gave a few tips on how to begin your healing process. If this sounds interesting to you and you would like to learn more about it, check out the entire episode. Again, it's called How to Heal from Codependency. So on my show, I have a segment called Keeping It Real. And on Keeping It Real, this is where I take your questions that you email to me that you want me to answer, and I answer those questions on the show. So today on Keeping It Real, I have a question from a female that wanted to remain anonymous. And she says, hey, Coach Cookie, can married men have female friends? Okay, this is a really good question, but of course, the answer can go both ways. Can married men or women have friends of the opposite sex? This is a very personal question, but here I go. I'm going to take a stab at answering it. When your significant other has friends that are opposite sex that they want to keep away from you, that's a big red flag. Your friends of the opposite sex also becomes your significant other friends too. I'm not saying my friend like we got to go hang out and we got to have drinks, we got to kick it, we got to go party or talk on the phone, but you better be able to come in my house and show me some respect. Say hello, dap me, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. There has to be some type of rapport there. If there's not, then yes, I do believe there is something going on there. In other words, why are you hiding this person from your partner? This is an issue and there's something wrong there. I think one of the biggest problems is that people are doing this Uh, and they use their friends as buffers and what I mean by that is that you're in this crazy ass relationship with someone you don't have a genuine connection with but you tolerate it because you keep your friends around as buffers your best friends fulfill you emotionally to where you can deal with the crazy ass relationship you're using them as a cover-up you're not doing maliciously or consciously but subconsciously subconsciously that's what's really going on i guarantee you when you remove those friends you will not last in your relationship another few days because now their weakness their flaws uh the things they do to aggravate you the things they do to hurt you are going to be magnified but you can ignore that when you can run to your friends it's a form of detachment from your relationship so in that case it is unhealthy for you If you can't handle being in that relationship with that crazy-ass person to the point you need your friends as buffers, it may be time for you to reevaluate if you want to stay in that relationship. Now, if you had friends of the opposite sex that you used to date, 
it may not be a good idea to keep those friends around you once you get married or once you get in a really serious relationship. And the only reason I'm going to say that is because you never really know if that person still has feelings for you deep down inside. For example, they may still be sexually attracted to you and you don't even really know it. So what happens once you get married, they will cause problems and throw shade to the partner trying to get them upset so that they can get back with with you for themselves. If your significant other is not comfortable with the friendship you may have with a so-called friend from your past that you dated, there's a reason for it. They may see something that you don't see. So you may need to reevaluate that friendship and let it go. You have to respect your significant other's feelings in order to keep peace in the relationship and keep peace in your home. Now, on the other hand, I have plenty of male friends from high school and college, and yes, they are married. But the key is, is that I have never been in a relationship with these guys, and I'm not sexually attracted to any of them. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And they are handsome men. They are intelligent, educated, handsome men. But um, it's just like when you have like your brothers with them, like they're like my brothers. In addition to that, I would show up and do things with them and their wives and respect their boundaries and they respect mine. Now, it becomes very dangerous when we want to hold on so dearly to our friends of the opposite sex as our best friends to the point where we, we neglect making our partners our best friends. And when we lack that with our partner, we, hurt, we really hurt the relationship. So remember, your partner has to be your best friend and number one. It doesn't mean that you don't have, it doesn't mean that you can't have other friends, but in essence, those friends should be able to be around you and your significant other and respect each other's boundaries. If that can't happen, you may need to question if they can still be your friend. Now, I'm ready to jump into the main topic for the day, being an empath and tips toward loving yourself. Okay, now, you know, being an empath in today's world is very difficult. The world these days is cruel, cold and brutal. However, it is also beautiful and amazing. And the main key is to never lose sight of the good when we feel overwhelmed by the bad. Not everybody is an empath, of course, but we can all use a little protection from emotional battering. And today I'm going to give you some tips on the importance of loving yourself in order to protect you from anxiety and depression. So now, I need for you to pay attention to what your body is telling you. Most modern medicine is about silencing the body. We hear how we have to push through the pain and keep on even when we're exhausted. We take supplements or ingest chemicals like caffeine designed to silence, mask, or alter what the body is trying to tell us. We may feel this is necessary sometimes, but it's almost always a mistake. For example, too much caffeine can lead to anxiety issues. When we have aches, pains, irritability, chronic illness, and feeling tired, these are warning signs that are that your body and your mind have just had enough. Don't ignore these feelings. Take time when you need to and learn to say no. This is often the empath's biggest obstacle. It is very difficult to turn people away when we know we can help, but you are no good to anyone if you're not well. You can't take care of anybody without first taking care of yourself. Another tip is to make sure you get enough sleep. Now, I know some people are saying this is a no-brainer. This is very important because when we don't get enough rest, 
it makes us irritable and causes things to bother us more than they should. Empaths need to have all pistons firing correctly if we want to be able to deal with what the world is throwing at us. So be sure to get enough sleep. Your body will let you know when you have had enough sleep. Another thing that is good is when you are focusing on loving yourself and putting yourself first is to meditate. Meditation works as well or better than psychiatric drugs for combating anxiety, depression, and other problems. It can be difficult to do at first, especially with our society's limited attention spans, but it's worth it to try it and keep it up. In the beginning, it may not feel like anything is happening while you meditate, but believe me, your brain and your body are benefiting from the relaxation, and over time, you will notice the changes. Another tip, remember to always be grateful. This is not easy as you might suppose it might be. Think think about it like this. In the course of one day, how often do you just feel simple gratitude? How often are you grateful for what you have or grateful to be alive? It can be very difficult to remember the good things when we are stressed out with constant negativity all around us on all sides. It's everywhere all day, every day, and we can very easily be pulled down into despair over it if we don't take the time to remind ourselves that there's good out there too. Easy ways to do that would be to look for stories of people helping other people, start journaling and writing down four things every day that you're grateful for and say them out loud. Say them out loud to yourself or say them out loud to your uh, significant other. This is also a good activity for couples to write down something positive every day about your partner and share it with them. As a result, it will make you both feel good and help relieve stress. Get out in the community and start helping others who are less fortunate, remembering times when you yourself were less fortunate and how it got better. There are so many things to be grateful for in this life. Don't forget any of them. So let's focus on being positive and focus on them. Another really good tip is that we need to get back to nature. One of the biggest reasons people are so stressed nowadays is that they're living lives that were not made for. Coach, what are you talking about? Just listen to me here. Humans are not created to work, sleep, and die. We are wonderfully, beautifully, amazingly complex emotional creatures capable of huge, capable of a huge spectrum of behaviors and emotions. But in today's society, we live very unnatural lives compared to our ancestors. And taking time to reconnect with that is very beneficial for the mind, body, and spirit. So what we need to do is put the cell phones down, turn off the computers, turn off the televisions, and take a walk or do some other outdoor activity. Get some fresh air and really give yourself time to be alive for a while. You will be surprised and amazed with what differences it makes. Learn how to say no. Remember, you don't owe anyone anything. Of course, we are tasked with helping others. That's why we were created as empaths. This does not mean that we are supposed to help others to our detriment. Narcissists and other emotional leeches love empaths. They seek us out because we are like psychic batteries to them and they will hang on draining us until there's nothing left if we do not stop them. Helping others is never supposed to be a burden. Listen to yourself and learn when enough is enough. It's not easy being an empath these days, but it is so rewarding. By learning to ground and protect yourself, you're making life better for not only yourself, but for those you are charged with taking care of in this lifetime. I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. Remember, 
it will help someone out there who is going through something similar to this and hearing other stories will help them on their healing journey. To all my listeners out there, I'm here for you. So I want to be able to bring content that meets your needs. So if you have any questions that you would like for me to answer, or if you have a topic that you would like for me to do an episode on, please let me know. Anyone that needs one-on-one coaching, everyone, please hit me up at heycoachcookie at gmail.com. This is Coach Cookie reminding you to love yourself first as we rise higher together. Be blessed, and I'll talk to you soon.